Dima, how you doing, mate? Doing great. Thanks for coming on today. Thanks for having me. Um, just Gorgeous for, home. Sorry? Gorgeous home. Thanks for thank you so much. Um, just uh, for the, just for anyone who's listening, just a quick introduction of yourself, your name, where you come me. from. Me. Well, I'm Dima, formerly known as Dimitri. Nobody calls me that. Um, came from Alberta. I was born in Alberta. Magically moved to BC in 2011. I don't even remember my past life in Alberta. It was basically I was born and then like for 11 years I just kind of lived life without consciously knowing much. So moved to BC, got into a few things. I guess I met you through boxing. I started boxing in 20, 2011. So and then quite a few years later, here we are. Yeah, nice. Yeah. So I know uh, obviously you've got like a family history in like fitness. I know your mom's. At is she a bodybuilder or was a bit she's is a, a bodybuilder? She's a bikini model and she bodybuilds, but uh, she's a bikini model. So she won't be considered a bodybuilder, mm -hmm. but she does bikini shows. She's a professional. So she, when she does her shows, like she does world shows, um, she does, she's only been doing it for a short amount of time though. She's been, she's been doing a lot of things in her life. She started off making hats in Russia. So my background is, I'm Russian, mm -hmm. but I was never born in Russia, I was born in Canada. And uh, she made hats for a living, and then she moved to, and then she married her bodyguard, because during communism, she worked in the black market. So she married her bodyguard, she had me quite a few years later. And then, uh, then she got into fitness maybe seven years ago. And then I saw her doing getting into bodybuilding and then I was like, oh, let me give it a try. And I was still boxing at the time, but you know, I think, I think it would be a, you know, when we're teenagers, we see other guys when they're a little mm. bit older, they're like, oh, they're big. Yeah. I want to get big too. And that's kind of where it started. So were you boxing before you started like hitting weights and stuff or was it the other way around? 100%. I started ballroom dancing first. Oh, I actually seen that sorry, uh, no, that photo no. of you. Oh, there's a, there's a few more photos. Yeah, <laughs> now you should kind of expose. <laughs> yeah, me I know. That was, that was she funny. exposed me quite a bit. It's all on my <laughs> Facebook. Like I haven't been on Facebook in years. Like mm. I don't. Our generation, we're not really on Facebook anymore. Mm. But if you go onto there, you'll see a lot of stuff. Like a lot of old dancing videos too. But uh, danced for seven years, six years. Did pretty well. And then got into boxing. I just found a friend uh, when I first moved here. He said, like, oh, I'm just going to go to boxing. Thought I'd check it out. And then kind of went from there. Fall in, fell in, I think I fell in love with it probably the first day yeah. I started. But uh, in terms of weightlifting, that was later. That was mm -hmm. a later thing. I think that's more of a mature sport to get into. Yeah. With social media nowadays and TikTok and everything, Instagram, how people perceive you yeah it's huge and people start lifting weights now i think it's good but i hope people are getting into it like for the proper yeah, reasons. For the right reasons yeah yeah for me it's a huge mental thing like during covid if i couldn't work out like that's and i'm just sitting at home that's a big no-no for me yeah yeah i gotta do something so yeah later later in life i was weightlifting, but in boxing like you have your strength and conditioning mm -hmm. when i started it was a lot of it was a lot of just old school stuff, push-ups, pull-ups, you know, mm. not a lot of weights. Yeah, yeah. Oh, interesting. Training was pretty brutal back then too, I think, mm. yeah. So you're saying about um, 
you went with your friend to the box gym. How old were you when you first went into the gym? 2011, so I would have been 12, or I would have just before I turned 12. Mm -hmm. And um, him and I, we were we were in an interesting duo. We were both like larger kids. We weren't over, like we weren't big kids, but we were just kind of we were always tall. Mm. I was really I was really skinny. If I showed you pictures, but we were we were always tall, so we thought uh, it would it would be a good sport to get into, just so like nobody would mess with us or something. Mm. And he was he was my first best friend at the time, so we kind of stuck through it. He didn't, he only sparred. He never fought, surprisingly, because we sparred. I remember one day we sparred, and it was just a combination we were working on. And I landed it proper on him, and he—that was the last day I saw him. Oh really? Yeah. Yeah, he didn't like that, huh? Uh, that was the last day I saw him in the gym. We saw him at school, but then just like he would start like really separating himself from me, and I just kept going with boxing. Was it an uppercut? Because I've seen no, your, your no, uppercuts, no. mate. I would, it was just I a slip right hand. Back. Literally, yeah. like we were both drilling the same combination, mm. and uh, the coach was like, "Okay." Like we were kids, we're, yeah, we're yeah. like 11 or 12 years old, or we're probably a year into it. So we're just learning still the basics. And he was like, okay, whoever throws a jab, slip the jab, throw mm. a right hand over top. And then it caught him by surprise because he just like, I did it instantly. Like, I don't know if he threw a jab or if he threw a half jab, but I just slipped and threw it right away. And that caught him and that was it. Like he, he was, we're young. He's yeah. like, he got upset. He just left and that was it. Yeah. yeah, but no, the uppercuts I had to learn a little bit later. I never <laughs> knocked anybody out with an uppercut, unfortunately. Not yet. <laughs> Not yet. We'll see. Um, so, what was the what gym did you start boxing at? Queensboro Boxing Club. Queensboro is that was that here? That was in. It was named after the Queensboro Bridge in New York. Was New York or Chicago? Where's Queensboro Bridge? Oh, mate, I don't know. <laughs> Anyways, well, the the owner thought it would be a great idea to call Queensboro Bridge. Because originally it was in New West in Queensboro, and the logo was a Queensboro bridge in what, wherever New York or Chicago, and went from Queensboro New West, and then went for kind of like main area of New West, and it was just in a basement of a of a, a community center. Nobody knew what it was, nobody knew where it was, um, but just proper old boxing gym like. You walk in and it just stinks. It just yeah. reeks. It reeks. <laughs> you don't clean anything. I didn't clean anything for years when I was there. Mm. I remember just before I switched gyms, uh, I went in. I found a key that I had for years that I had tucked away, and uh, I kept a whole bunch of equipment in there. And it's still wet. Just over uh. the years, just all the moisture and everything. <laughs> and so I just kind of looked at it, closed the locker, and just left. That was the last time. And two months later, a month and a half later the gym collapsed and that was it of Queensboro Boxing Club so that it collapsed 2015 I think oh yeah 2014 2015 that was pretty brutal and then did you head to Eastside am I right to say Eastside was next I went I went around I went to Surrey I went to Eastside I checked out Quinnett Boxing Gym just before John Quinnett I think owned it but I like just popped in once and then mm. and that was it nobody probably even remembered me and this was probably before I even had like a weightlifting phase. Yeah. So Eastside was next. That was the next big gym. Yeah. Great gym, great people. 
Certain I'm, people I dislike, certain people I like, but you know, mm. that's with everything. You get them everywhere, right? Yeah. yeah. That was where I actually first met you, I remember. I came to do a bit of sparring with Shoyan, and I remember you were there. And I, was, it, was this like on a weekend? I'm not, yeah, probably. I, I used to go there like the odd Friday. Did we talk? Yeah, we spoke, because I, I remember it was, um, I was sparring, but I was uh, doing my ACE exam at the time. Okay, and I think I was, I think I was talking to Shoyan about it, and you doing this course. Did I kind of and pop you, in? Yeah, you ah. you overheard because you you passed <laughs> the exam. Yeah, yeah. You told me you were like, just once you read it, just read it again, no. and then when you've done that, read it again. <laughs> the thing is, is like when well, yeah, the ACE yeah. exam. It was. Did you do it? Did I failed it? it four times. Oh shit! Yeah, Perfect. and then yeah. I just was like, you know what? How many times did I fail? But I was actually I knew all the stuff, but obviously the the quiz was just time. I failed either two or three times. It's mm. it's pretty it's pretty messed up. Yeah, it's, it's pretty a, yeah, messed up. It's a mad quiz. Test. Yeah, and uh, I remember when I took it, my my mum's paying for the exam, mm. so I got I get not upset because like I'm wasting her money. Actually, no, that, that's probably the biggest thing. I'm wasting her money because I'm failing, but she's also Russian and she's like, okay, mm. you don't f you're not supposed to fail anything. Like, yeah, you Make sure again. you get this. Yeah. And then, uh, no, once I passed, it was, it was pretty good. But I was already working. Mm. I was already working before, like with people, training people, because there's, uh, I don't think there's no legality against training people if you don't have your certificate. But um, if you're studying for it, that's mm. basically your insurance sort of thing. It, you can have an insurance if you're under somebody. So I was under my mother. So mm. we had an insurance for for training um, with uh, with training other people, but not having a certificate. If you're at another gym, it's a big no-no. But if you're, uh, we owned our own gym, so mm. that was we kind of were we were able to kind of get under the rug sweep like sweep anything mm -hmm. under the rug if we needed to just say like I had a certificate or whatnot but then we found out if I'm studying for it then there's no problem because you know when you go for a job they say okay you need this many years of uh, experience mm -hmm. that's my building experience yeah um, and then going back to uh, boxing do you, your first fight, do you remember, like, once you broke through, do you remember your first fight? Do you remember, like, yeah. your feelings, emotions, like, can you, can you, can you, can for you go back to that moment? First fight was against a guy named Alex Wisniewski. I don't know where he is now, but he was a tall, tall motherfucker. <laughs> he was tall as hell. He was tall, and he was, uh, I've, I've, I wouldn't consider myself tall, like, I'm 6'1". And I was 13 when I had my first fight at the 2013 Bronze Gloves Tournament. And uh, I saw him in the ring and I'm like, damn, mm. he was 6'7". Yeah. He was 6'7 at my age. Fucking which, pretty, which is pretty, <laughs> I saw him. So my f it was a tournament, it was mm. a Bronze Gloves Tournament. First day, I'm prepped, I'm in my yeah. gear. Like there's even pictures, which is crazy. I'm in my gear for the blue corner. And then somebody took a picture of me, I'm warming up. And then my coach just kind of comes up to me, your guy left, he's not going to be fighting today. So I was pretty upset. So we came the next day at the weigh-in and then just like, just to hope I could get a fight mm -hmm. or an exhibition or something. And then there's this other guy there and he's like, oh, how old are you? He's like, oh, I'm 14 or whatever. And then I was 13. Asked what his weight was. We were pretty similar in weight, but he was just so much taller. Mm. And so we were like, yeah, okay, we'll fight. 
and that was for the bronze gloves tournament and uh, which I wouldn't call a tournament if you fight once mm-hmm. yeah but, but I won the bronze gloves tournament it was just a it's your first fight yeah, yeah it, it does it, it lasts three three rounds for yeah. sure I didn't knock them out or anything but no emotions wise mm. for the first fight I think adrenaline just takes over yeah I can't like when I got older you really get into your head about emotions of the fight or how you feel before mm. trying to control before during and then after and whatnot mm. but that fight was I fought him three times first time was a bronze gloves second time was at a Cloverdale fight and third time was at the uh, 2013 or 14 provincial tournament mm. and I beat him all three times nice <laughs> knocked him out in the third in the third fight really how many uh, how many knockouts have you have you got? I don't even know. I have to look at my book. Yeah, knockouts few. only came when I got a little bit older, mm. and stoppages came out a little bit older. Mm. I fought in Thailand once, but it's not my record book. But I count that one. That one was a good one. It was just a body shot too. Yeah, yeah. But that was a good one. If I had to guess, maybe eh, not too many. No. Six, six, seven knockouts. Nice, mate. I don't have too many fights. Yeah, yeah. How um. Is there any like memories from boxing looking back maybe from the beginning or even like later on is there any like particular moments that really like stick out for you like is there a certain fight is there like you know a team a time you know a person like what if when i say like boxing to you what jumps out when i think of boxing of a fight my biggest tournament that I, ha- I even have it tattooed on me like the day I won was uh, it was the third day of 20 the 2020 provincial tournament I thought that was a big day for me because like just everything leading up to it was probably the most brutal part mm-hmm. uh, everybody I'm a I'm an unconventional heavyweight like I'm not a I'm only this size because of weightlifting mm. naturally if I didn't weightlift I wouldn't be at a heavyweight like right now I'm weighing at 205. I'm still trying to recover from 180 pounds and I'm slowly trying to bring mm-hmm. my weight back up. Uh, so I came down again to 180 for provincials. And uh, I, had, uh, I had a minor concussion from sparring the week before. So my coaches and I were talking, okay, this isn't gonna work. Like, let me just eat, let me recover. I'm not gonna train this whole week at all. Let me just recover. And then we'll just get into provincials as we do. Hmm. First fight, stop the guy in the second round, which was great. <laughs> I was I was already too tired because recovering from everything. Second fight, managed to drop the guy, but won by decision. The second fight and third fight, I thought I beat a pretty reputable boxer. He was uh, he was a well-known Canadian champion. He's fought some pretty pretty. Uh, prestige boxers like some Cubans Olympic mm-hmm. Cubans and uh, he was I, I knocked him out in the last 10 seconds of the fight and uh, that was a pretty high moment for me in boxing but I knew from there like there's a lot of work that needs to be done too but for for boxing that's probably the biggest fight that stands out mm. best team Griffin's by far like in terms of 
terms of a family aspect, like you don't love everybody in your family, but meeting everybody at Griffins, it's everybody's diverse and there's nobody, you can't dislike anybody when you're in the hurt game, mm. right? Like you can dislike your opponent if they're disrespecting you before or after the fight, okay? We don't need to talk to them, but no, the Griffins team, they, they were, they made the last year of boxing for me something to get through. Mm -hmm. I could have I could have left boxing a while back, mm -hmm. but finding finding Griffins I think was a healthy part in, in the sport for me. If I wouldn't have found Griffins, I don't think I would have been fighting, or I wouldn't have had the last few fights I've had. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's good, mate. How about you? How about me? Yeah, a, a moment, probably my first fight. Yeah, yeah, I had um, yeah lots of like five years ago, four years ago. Yeah, four years ago. <clears throat> it was my first fight back home. I had that. Uh, like lots of stuff going on around at that moment, and then it's all the lead up. It's the, yeah. it's never the moment of the the opportunity. It's always the build up. Yeah, it. yeah, it's definitely the build up to it, and then like you always know what you know. You got before. your nerves and and the adrenaline, but I, I boxed really well, um, and then I won, and it was like when I as soon as I come out of that ring, just like my brother and my friends dad, my friend's dad was the first person over to me and he just grabbed me and yeah, just like hugged me. And yeah, it was just yeah. like, it was, a, it was a crazy moment. Yeah. It gives me like goosebumps. Yeah. Um, but that's cool. Yeah, obviously and just everybody cheering like, yeah. like me being me, like you know me, I'm a bit like yeah. jokey and yeah. stuff like that. So all my, all my friends back home were like, oh, you're gonna get knocked mm -hmm. out and all this. They, they wanted me to get beaten up, right? You always bring a crowd yeah, to you. Yeah, yeah, I do, I do, I do. Crowd. But obviously, because it being back home, obviously my friends are joke, like semi-joking, they're joking. They're yeah. saying, oh, we want to see you get knocked out. But and they're also I was, there was to in support my, I'm nervous, right? Yeah. But yeah, obviously came out, did really well. And, and I think that was, that was it. I just spurred on from there, but yeah. yeah. A special time yeah you always bring a crowd yeah me whenever i'm fighting i don't tell anybody really no i'll tell my mother maybe it depends on if i if i know the fight is set and it's 100 percent. i'll even mention after the weigh-ins after i know that the other guy confirmed and his weight is weights on then that's when i say okay either to my girlfriend or my mom that's usually it i've never invited friends at provincials, like the last fight for the gold medal, uh, for the gold medal belt, that's like when I had quite a few people there because people just heard of it and they yeah. want to come watch. But you know, I'm I'm big on not telling people about me Ooh. fighting, which is really weird. A lot of people they always want the support, and I find I get enough support just from <coughs> select few people. Yeah, but uh, people are different. I think it'd be dope having a huge group of friends coming mm. there but I only have one friend and he's pretty lazy coming out to fight <laughs> so. it's funny I was, I was literally speaking to one of my friends back home uh, yesterday and he was because was, he was asking about the tournament and stuff like that and he was saying that he doesn't like people he likes it quite um, yeah. he doesn't like telling people and stuff like that and I'm like I, I, I want the more the merrier right? I like the noise it kind of gets me yeah. going it gives me like that extra bit of yeah, bit of a push you know I like also it gives me like a Makes me like not want to lose more because <laughs> there's people there that I know. Yeah. But um, going back to that um, provincial final, mm -hmm. the, the the knockout. What was that feeling like? So that fight, 
Like how obviously it must have been a tough fight, like you say. It was oh, a, I was losing. Very, you were I was losing. losing the fight. Yeah, I heard that. I didn't want to I say it, but I was losing I had, the fight. yeah, I heard it was a real he tough was a, fight. It was a guy that had fucking. I know if I took a guess, he's had well over fifty fights mm. for sure. Maybe, maybe not. I might. Maybe he's had less, but he's had international experience. I've mm. never had international experience. Mm. I fought. I fought professionals that came from the states and everything, but in terms of amateur. I wouldn't consider an Olympic or national boxer an amateur. Yeah. The association they're with is an amateur association. So we're with IABA, but they're, if you're at that level, you're a professional fighter. Yeah. You're not an amateur fighter. So when we're at, when we're at that level, it's, it's really who's had the experience and who's like, who's got the ring IQ mm. for me. I had the strength on my side for that last fight. So, and uh, you can notice it throughout the fight, but in terms of like boxing, it wasn't there. Mm. I think training up to the fight, I had this whole Mike Tyson mentality. Mm. Just try to get the guy out right away. Yeah. So that moment, so so that fight, you're losing that fight. Yeah. Is he, what, is he outboxing you or is it, no. is it just the intelligence of the ring IQ? He's probably, the the IQ came where he knew how to tire me out mm. by doing dirty shit, mm. pushing me down when my head's down, because he was much taller than me. Mm. So I'm only six one, and it's a, an anomaly that I'm a heavyweight, and he's uh, much taller. He's maybe six four, and if I just wanted to do a body shot, he could just put his hands over me and, yeah, and shove sit. me down, mm. sit down, right. That was uh, that was happening throughout the fight. Maybe I can send you a video of the fight. Yeah, I'd love to watch it. You just yeah. rewatch it and see what's going on. And I heard him in the first round too, which was oh, if I capitalize on that, that would have mm. been big. But he so he learned how to get me tired, push me down. I looked horrible fighting. Mm. Like I was just so done. I was ready to like like just fall asleep the whole time because this was every night friday saturday it was like 1 a.m or midnight fight mm -hmm. and then the third day it was the first thing in the morning so it was like 9 a.m or 10 a.m yeah. i was just beat i wasn't <laughs> i was there basically to survive mm. and then the last like he he's learning how to tie me up get me tired basically get through the fight and then you just hear the the last 10 seconds and then you can see both of us just kind of like step back take a breath and we threw the same punch. We both threw a right hand, left hook, and his hand was down. Well, and that was it. Good night, <laughs> He, there's, uh, I've heard, I've heard stories where he's saying he was fine and everything, but he stood up. Good for him. There's a, uh, there's a thing where if you're falling face first and your equilibrium is making you fall head first, and it, like you took a little bit of damage. Mm. Watching the video, watching him trying to step back to the corner, I think it's the funniest thing. Yeah. <laughs> I'm looking forward to seeing <laughs> Every, it. Everybody can, everybody can say that, uh, or he, not everybody, but like the people mm. he's friends with, he said he's, he won the fight for sure. But uh, you know, you don't win until you win. Yeah, that's it. Um, and then obviously, bang, knockout. Yeah. You win. What's that feeling? Yeah. What's going through your mind? I just screamed. I just yelled. <clears throat> yeah. A was, good time. I was. I was. I was so ecstatic, but I was so exhausted. Man. Yeah, I was so done. Cause, like, the amount of energy to move, like, 
it's it's weird like I I've, I've, I see myself as a big guy and I feel like I'm a big guy but visually I'm not mm. and it pisses me off when I get tired mm. and when I'm trying to move a certain way or when I'm when I'm in the ring and I'm doing certain movements and I get tired it throws me off because I think and I know I'm better at what's going on and uh, and but that moment after knocking him out, I was done. I was exhausted. I was ready to. I I got into the car and fell asleep. <laughs> but it was the the whole the whole few days after that, it was definitely a big thing for me. But I knew, okay, nationals was coming up, but then COVID happened. Mm -hmm. So I won probably the best part of my boxing career at the time, where I where I thought I was, and then COVID happens, and you know life kind of just kind of. Throw, sh mm. throw some stuff at you. Start looking at things differently, right? Yeah. And I don't think people should dwell on that. Like, I don't see myself. Oh, I didn't go to nationals. Mm. It was unfortunate, but I can't look at it. Where I don't want to look back like 10, 20 years from now and be like, where could have I been? Yeah, yeah. I don't try to look at it like that because I don't know. I think I think I can do quite a few good things yeah of course I don't think boxing is the answer or mm. the only answer there's a few things mm. yeah but I'd be excited to see you in <coughs> London fighting for the national yeah maybe <coughs> that'd be exciting yeah that would be good yeah um, so just going off the back of what you just said there okay. so obviously after provincials there's COVID mm -hmm. all that stuff you start looking at things differently like now obviously I met you Obviously, I met you at Eastside, but yeah. I met you properly as yeah. a teammate at yeah. Griffin's. Yeah. We were trained together. We had Hell a few week. competitions together. Yeah. Um, we obviously became good friends. Like, and I know you as like such a like strong, like you know, good, skillful, powerful fighter. And I can still hear the bags screaming. Really? <laughs> um, but <laughs> as a boxer, like, and you've made the decision to. I'm not going to say retire. Because I think, you know, you're yeah. still very young. It's, a, it's not never say it's never. A temp, it's a temporary but retire. Let's just say you, you, you've hung up the gloves for now. Yeah. Uh, how hard of a decision was that for you? And like, why? The decision was a few years, made a few years back. It was always in, the, in my mind. I think anytime you make a decision, there's always one moment where it's like, okay, that's it. Mm. There's, a, there's a moment where you see something or you think about something and it can be either something really complicated or something as simple as just I don't want to do it mm. you know there's moments in uh, in training in the past few years where I would just be boxing and be like why mm. like is it making me happy no am I good at it I think so do other people think I'm good at it people think I'm pretty good at it so it's like I didn't want at the time I didn't want to make people unhappy because of how much they supported me through the sport but then like you you'll hear it everywhere you need to do it for yourself yeah yeah definitely I found I wasn't doing it for myself I was doing it for my mother I was doing it for my coaches I was doing it for teammates that saw the potential I had mm. And from a young age, I always worked hard. Like, in, when I was dancing, we, like, it was just nonstop. Mm. Worked hard. And the, the, the medals came, you know, 
quite a few quite a few good moments there but I never thought I would do that for the rest of my life and then I got into I got into like biking right like uh, skate park biking mm -hmm. I was great at that didn't and then just the moment where I had like okay want to try to move on to something different found boxing got into boxing mm. but uh, in term like when I've been in the sport for 11 years and just kind of seeing everything ins and out of it seeing how I feel the people around the sport like if people like you it's hard to come across often um, there's a lot of people you'll meet that you'll kind of you feel unfortunate that they're associated with the sport but it's just it's who the sport is for it's for people that have nothing or it can be for people that have everything right it's mm -hmm. a it's a great sport to get into and for me just after 11 years i think i think is a good time to maybe focus on schooling for me i think that's a big thing i'm nobody in my family has been to <coughs> school mm. uh, nobody's ever done post-secondary i'm the only my sister never um, never finished her high school diploma. So I think she has now, I, I, can't, I can't remember, but uh, she's, she's six years older. And for me, school, I think, it, when I was younger, it wasn't a big deal. Mm. It might be a big thing for you if you have anything done, but for me, it was nothing. I thought it meant nothing. As you get older, as there's certain things you maybe want to do or get into, schooling is a big part of that. And uh, I try to see myself progressing into something a little bit more financially stable instead of personal training. Mm -hmm. I think that would that's a big part for me, but personal training is great. Yeah, I, I don't think that's it, too much of an issue. But uh, yeah, I don't know. There's a lot of things I've thought about for boxing. Maybe, maybe I'll come back, mm. maybe not. But uh, if I do come back, I don't want to go down in weight class anymore. I'm done yeah. cutting. Yeah. I'm so done with trying to lose all that weight and then feeling like I'm at a rock bottom and then I gain all that weight back and then I feel great. Mm. And then I have these moments where like, oh, all I want to do is boxing. And it just doesn't make me happy. Mm. So why, why get into something when it doesn't make you happy? Exactly, yeah. Well, like I say, obviously we all miss you at Griffin's because yeah. you know you're great to have everybody. Around great, the gym. I message like I message you. I'm, I'm excited that you you have me on the podcast. And mm. Like Nayusha, Nayusha was a big part of why I made it made a transition to Griffin's. Mm. Like shout out to her. She she her and I had a friendship even before or uh, when I was at Griffin's, I think, or even before, way before Griffin's. Yeah. Way before Griffin's, way before Eastside, where Griffin started at at a community center in Delbrook, where Dave was uh, training people. I knew Nayusha, and there was just a heavy bag in a room. And then I just kind of messaged her and like, "Hey, can like we do some training?" And then from there, like went on. I found Eastside, but then Nayusha's been a big part of uh, kind of creating a little family at Griffin's for me. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Which I'm happy I made that step. Yeah. Yeah. And the people, like everybody's different age groups too. Like I talked to Will the other day, it was his birthday as well. Yeah, I don't think those are connections I'll lose. Mm. Yeah. You'll be in London soon. Yeah. So I don't think, <coughs> I don't think uh, 
just you being across the pond will no will of mean course we have to yeah. start talking and everything so. you never know you might be traveling one day or i could end up i'd love to come to way, london bro you know but obviously the main thing is obviously as much as we miss you we're glad that you're happy and you've yeah. made that decision for yourself because of course what's a boxing, team if they don't support you exactly right whether so we support you whether within, you're there or the whether or not. you're not there that's you know? why so. that's why griffins is such a big part because i remember i left a certain team and uh there were a couple people that uh were supportive <laughs> and then the coaches were just completely backstabbing or just flipping the whole narrative of why i was leaving to yeah. join another team but it's like no it's it, it's crazy how some people think but that's not my issue mm. not my circus yeah that's right yeah. so what's next for dima then obviously i know you're working in the gym you're a strength coach mm-hmm. how you do power would i say powerlifting is the right bodybuilding bodybuilding yeah. i might not look like a bodybuilder but that's the type of training i do mm. um uh bodybuilding i think is to me to some people it's different to me it's uh, just aesthetically pleasing mm-hmm. um when when because when i was younger i was such a small kid i hated that mm. i hated being a small guy and i never i was never small in terms of my height or anything i was always tall but just as simple as seeing my ribs and on my back like i know it's everybody's different like people grew up differently they had different body physiques for me i grew up i didn't see the ribs on my back or i just see my ribs that killed me mm. that killed me and then i would always ask my mom's like well, what can i do for abs yeah what can yeah. i do for this and i'll be like i'd be like six years old mm. and i would be on the carpet just trying yeah. <laughs> try to do some sit-ups that it killed me i was i i knew i was always going to be an athlete i just mm. didn't know what but uh Powerlifting, we train, uh, I train people in, whether it's for powerlifting, bodybuilding, just weight loss. Like I have a 70 year old client. Mm. He's a lawyer and he just, he just comes, works out with me. But it's all, it's all a program. Uh, the biggest thing that I do is I teach, I would consider myself a teacher more than just a simple trainer. Mm. Um, a, big, a big clientele I have is people that have never been to the gym before. And I think meeting a per- person for the first time, first impression is a big thing. So we, ha- we have our meeting. They decide, okay, they want to train with me. But the first impression in the gym is a huge thing. And people a lot are intimidated about what's going on. But I try to bring a vibe and an environment where teaching them, them understanding what it is, it doesn't have to be scary. And I think that's been a pretty good success. So a lot of people that I have currently, it's, I'm not trying to just train them, get the money and leave. I'm trying to teach them why they're in it, what they need to be doing in terms of whether it's nutrition or weightlifting. And then from there, after a certain amount of time, I'll retire my services to them because I, whatever I know, I try to teach them. And I've had some clients that have stuck around for six years already, but majority of the clients is I'm teaching you and then you go live your life. Mm, you can, you, you do, you do what you, with the information, but quite a, quite a few clients that I've had over the years, they've retired from our program, but that now they have that knowledge for the rest of their life. They yeah. go into the gym, they point at a machine, they know what to do. They know what they're doing, yeah. I so, think that's the main thing, right? Yeah. There's a lot of trainers will train you. Hmm. 
Dog. And where, where can people find you if, they're, if somebody's looking to train? Um, right, right now at Genesis Athletic Club in North Van. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, uh, it's a great warehouse gym, like a lot of equipment. And the thing is, is a lot of people, they come in there and they're like, okay, maybe it's not for me. It's too big. It's too much. Mm. But uh, I think it's the best because you, if you go into a smaller gym or any of the branch chain fitness gyms, mm. you, you get such a limited amount of things. And, and uh, yeah, there's nothing scary. We, we, myself as a trainer, I try to take the, the, uh, the what is it, the... Uh, the frightening aspect of mm. of the gym out of things like yeah. I don't know if you go to a gym and you worry about people looking at you mm. realistically it's not the thing <laughs> if you're doing something interesting sure I'll take a look at you <laughs> it's where we really nobody really cares on how you look when you're training as mm. long as you're there I think that's the biggest thing everybody's heard it the the hardest part about getting to the gym is just getting there yeah it's, you can do whatever but <clears throat> that's big. yeah that's good but yeah North Van um, maybe eventually I'll move downtown. We'll see what happens. Mm. And then in the future, with whatever is going to go on with my life, who knows? It's a story to be unraveled. Nice, so, mate. We'll see. Well, Dima, it's, uh, it's been great fun. having you on here, mate. And obviously, we wish you nothing but success. And Thank you, sir. Hopefully, um, and you as well. Yeah, hopefully we'll see you at least. You can pop of your course. head into Griffin's. Well, I'll be uh, I'll be at the provincials. Yeah, I don't know which day. I know it's like it's three days. But um, I'll see, I think the first day is a big day. I think the first day I'll show. It'll be good to come back and see. I'm not excited to see all the, the judges that I know or people and yeah. they're like, oh, why aren't you in the tournament? Yeah, 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 I don't want to explain questions. everything, right? But I, I don't need to explain myself. I'm doing, the, I'm, I'm doing it for my own yeah. reasons and I don't really have to say anything. I'm there to support my team. Yeah. Even though I'm not with Griffins, they're, they're still my team. So. Mm. Now, rightfully so. Yeah. One more question before we before we wrap up. What's something that um, you can say you've took from boxing uh, that you use in your normal everyday life? Is there a certain characteristic, or you know, something that you can like that you look at bank, you look at boxing, and you think I wouldn't be like this, or I wouldn't do stuff this way if it wasn't for that? I think. Hmm, that's a good one. There's probably multiple avenues mm, where I can Yeah, it's so a kind of open-ended a question. The big thing is how I how I have others receive my energy, I think mm. is a big thing. And I'll, I'll, I'll explain why is when, when people, when you get into boxing, when you get into boxing, it's a, people see it as a violent sport. But you're not necessarily a violent person mm. and I think I've grown to be a nicer person because of boxing and understanding where maybe frustration or anger comes from and not take it out in a physical way and I think with boxing the nicer the person is when I see a person if I know you're a fighter and you're just an extremely nice guy I know you can probably mess me up right but I think how people perceive me is the, there's no, that's a hard one to explain. There's no, there's no reason for me to be an unliked person 
and I think out of boxing it it's really humbled me and I think it's the amount of people I've met it's there's maybe certain characteristics where I don't even know I have as a person and I think I would I would give all the credit to boxing and just how I hold myself mm. hold myself up for uh, in, in that way but to pinpoint an answer to your question, it's, it's a hard one. Mm -hmm. I have to think of that one. How about yourself? Do you have an answer? How you carry yourself? Um, Maybe I can steal from your answer. I don't know. I wasn't expecting you to ask me back. <laughs> it is a tough one, actually. Yeah, now you say it. I'd probably say, I mean, it, it's, it's a common answer, but it's discipline, you know. It's Yeah, 100%. Um, I mean, going doing, with all doing the Doing the things, the doing the things that you, you don't want to do. Yeah. Uh, I think it was a Mike Tyson quote, it's like doing the things yeah. you don't want to do, but doing them like you love them, you know? Yeah. And I think <clears throat> when I take that into my everyday life, I feel like I've, I've changed so much. Mm -hmm. Like if you knew me before I started boxing, I feel like I've, com I've completely changed. Mm -hmm. And uh, it is, it's 100% it's down to boxing. And, and I think it's the, the, the discipline in the, my the way I do my things yeah. daily, you know, conversations with people, how I yeah. network with people, yeah. and like, again, gives like you, you confidence. Say, I don't need to walk around and try and be big yeah. and angry and aggressive. It gives you confidence mm. to talk to people, right, and do, do do a lot. Yeah, I think with the with the discipline is, yeah, there's, uh, um, you you don't need to prove anything mm. as a person. And there's a lot of people that are in certain things and they're always talking about it. But when I first meet somebody talking about boxing or that I'm a fighter is the last thing I'll yeah, talk yeah, about. Yeah. It's really, it's really, it's, unless they already knew before. Yeah. But when somebody brings up the topic of boxing, like I, I know I probably should have in training, but I don't, I've never watched fight mm. like fighters, like in terms of the studying aspect mm. or people would ask like oh are you watching like Mayweather today mm. like he's fighting no yeah, it, yeah. I, it's it's such on a back end for me that like I do the work and it's good because it's personal for you do you know yeah. what I mean it's like you're doing it for your own yeah 100% mm. and everybody's gonna have their own thing but no, I'll think good. more on your question that's a, that's a good one attitude's a big thing yeah yeah yeah. and it, it's a mature sport and mm. I think it matured me at a really young age yeah, that's, that's a that's probably. I get matured me at an old age. <laughs> yeah, you're, you're not that old. Well, I started at 25, older yeah. than older than most. But um, again, also just off that, yeah. I think it's actually the biggest thing is is the people that I've met through the yeah. sport and the things I've done because of the sport. Mm -hmm. It's like, you know, um, I just have to kind of thank everything for that, and you know. It's been in your life for a while, and yeah. it's, uh, you gotta you gotta give it props to the people you've met, and you you meet a lot of people in the sport. Yeah, you do. And it's a small community, but there's still a lot of people. Mm. Everybody knows everybody. Mm. Yeah, but it's uh, it's an interesting game. It's a mm. growing game. That's it. The sweet science. <laughs> sweet science. All right, we'll wrap up there. So, Dima, again, thank you so much for coming on. Great to see yes, you again. Great seeing you. Um, Maybe after provincials, we'll go for a bite to eat. We'll go for, go a, beer. Go for a pint. Yeah. We'll go for a pint. Right. I don't know if I can handle a whole pint. It's been a while. I, <laughs> Mate, I don't think I can handle, I handle haven't a whole had pint. A, I haven't had a drink in a while. <laughs> Actually, that's not true. I haven't right had after, a drink this year. Right after provincial, or not provincial, right after my last fight, hmm. the fight that I won, the, the fight that I lost that everybody said I won, we went to Boston Pizza, and I ordered a drink, and it was I drank that so fast. Like, 
<laughs> and that was probably the first drink I had in a year. Really? Yeah, just kinda, huh. I had a few drinks, just kind of let it go, and I had so much fun. 